surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Kit Bender. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's good to be here. Yeah. Um, And in a few minutes, we're going to have Olivia join us, um, my neighbor, and also from previous season of Bachelor. Uh, We did an episode with her earlier on forgiveness and like how we developed our friendship and that was a good episode um if you guys haven't listened to it you should go back and check it out but um we're gonna do like a little bit of kind of a follow-up to the breakups are a bitch episode with vanessa um i definitely (laughs) want some of your input kit just like the male perspective, obviously speaking, heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the relationships that the three of us um, have experience with. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about as I recently experienced a public breakup. Um, but it'll be kind of like, I, I got a lot of feedback from you guys, from listeners and um people on just Instagram who hadn't even actually listened to the episode, but just had some questions about breakups. Um, and so it was like, I think it'd be good to continue the conversation on breakups a little bit. Um, so one of the things actually, let's get our handy dandy outline up here. So one of the things that I struggled with this week was social media and breakups. Okay. Because the, your breakup is recent enough that there's still a lot of activity on social media that you can have access to if you choose. Mm-hmm. And yes. you chose. <laughs> Sometimes I choose. Sometimes you choose. <laughs> Last week I chose. Um, How'd that work out for you? Not good. Not good. Okay. No. Um, and I'm curious to see like what Olivia says when she gets here. Um, but I think social media can be like a very difficult place to be during a breakup. Mm-hmm. Not just for someone like me who experiences it publicly, but even privately, because it's not just what people comment on you, but it's the whole like watching what your ex is doing on social media. Right. Do you think there's like an ideal amount of time that one should devote to social media post breakup? Less is better. Less is better. Okay. So, So would like unfollowing and or blocking be like the ultimate best? So I got a lot of questions from people asking that. Like, you know, oh, are you guys still following each other? Or like, are you going to take down the photos of the two of you? Mm. And for me, that's like a, that's a no. Like, no, I'm not going to, I don't know. To me, that feels like I'm trying to like erase part of my life. And I think certainly some people need that. They need that like boundary. And i Curious. Olivia will get here soon. She's she's showering, but um, I, I'm gonna say that I think maybe she would. She would take them down. I think maybe. Well, because I mean, the the pro argument for taking down the photos is if you want to be able to move on and you want to mm-hmm. be able to create a new life without without being constantly reminded of that yes. person, or if you do want to go out and date and you don't mm-hmm. want a bunch of photos of an ex. Yeah. Um, but you know, like there's another argument that says. That's you. You have mm-hmm. a past that was in a relationship and then yeah. wasn't in a relationship. And maybe it's better to keep that kind of thing out there and on the table because if you can't talk about it, then... Yeah. I don't know. But, and I, no, back, back to what we were talking about before about like whether it is good to just mm-hmm. unfollow completely. Because I've had instances where I've had kind of a bad breakup situation mm-hmm. or at least one that's really emotional. Okay. And they... They was did. this the wife one that we talked about in the male domestic violence episode? Yes, and also another one. Okay. And in both of these cases, probably both in those were overall my most um, kind of hurtful, like emotional breakups. Mm-hmm. The one with the wife was stretched out over a long time, so a mm-hmm. lot of that hurt 
like I repressed it for a long time and it came out in other ways. And what social media was there back then, old man? <laughs> there was Facebook. Facebook, okay, that's yes, what I'm thinking. That's and what I'm thinking. MySpace. <laughs> and no, this was after MySpace. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I can't LinkedIn, I can't do it all. Um, but okay, uh, friend, we had the friends, Facebook. Friend space. I don't know what's the really, really old one. But in, in both of my like hardest, hardest breakups. Here she is. There's Olivia. Come you're, on you're in, jumping, friends. You're jumping in in a very interesting part of this conversation. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so we're talking about social media. Oof. Yeah. Post breakup. Mm-hmm. I love this. Okay. Do you take down your photos? No. Okay. Do you suggest that people would unfollow and or block? Yes. yes. 100%. You unfollow? Yes. Immediately. Well... <laughs> Like four days later after I've sufficiently stalked them and then I realize my obsession is unhealthy. Yeah. Then I unfollow. Oh, then I block. And then you block. Yeah. You block them. Yeah. Depending hmm. on the terms of the breakup too. Yeah. So I was saying that in both, both of my kind of like worst, my, both of my worst breakups, mm-hmm. um, both of the people blocked me so that I couldn't go and stalk them at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably like hurt, like it stung right mm-hmm. away because it was just, you're just overwhelmed with curiosity. Yeah. But overall, it was better to not have that temptation totally because agree. I think, you know, if you have a dial of mm-hmm. how much social media is appropriate, I think less is better. And if you can turn that dial all the way to zero, at least for a little while, that's yeah. probably best case scenario, even if you don't want to. And so they saved me having to make that choice. Yeah. Well, and it's like you think back to like breakups pre-social media, like how the process of that was very different because you didn't know what the person was doing and you didn't know how they were handling it. And part of what Vanessa and I talked about in the previous episode with breakups was like letting go of that control of how the other person handles the breakup. But with social media, the curiosity to know how they are handling it can certainly give you some answers, but also at times that's skewed. Yeah, it's completely skewed because they're on purpose putting their best totally. foot, happy face forward. Yeah. Or just posting dumb stuff that makes you like, like in, I always say in two weeks, it won't be. Yeah. It's just the immediate like, oh, I have to post mm-hmm. pictures of my behind and then post on my story mm-hmm. with weird people. Quotes. A lot of quotes, like all the, <laughs> the captions the are quotes mm-hmm. about life and love and happiness and moving on and yeah. moving forward. Well, and I think for people too, like I've gotten messages of people being like, you know, you seem like you're handling this breakup so well. Like, how do you handle breakup so well? And it's like, you certainly have your good days, but you also have your bad days. Mm-hmm. And those may not always be, um, you know, displayed on social media, but I think it's important to like remember that. Like, certainly it depends on the you know, terms of the breakup. Like if it's something that someone feels like relieved from and feels like this new sense of freedom and feels like happy, happier with themselves and all of that. But there mm-hmm. still is this loss that you have to grieve. Right. But you had, a, you had an instance where you had a public breakup, but the breakup wasn't done publicly. The breakup happened before it was announced. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. almost had like two phases. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, can, you, you dealt with the grief in different ways. You d- dealt with different parts of the grief mm-hmm. in different ways in those two phases. Yeah. So. Definitely. And the other me- like message that I got frequently was about people asking like, how do you know when to break up? Mm. <laughs> Especially if you want to break up, but you don't necessarily have a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the message that I got, um, someone said, I think it would be great to do a podcast on knowing when a relationship isn't right anymore. I know a lot of my friends, and myself included, will stay in a relationship maybe longer than we should with the hope that it will work out even when maybe it shouldn't. They try to be the cool girl and keep the guy instead of assessing that the relationship may not be beneficial anymore. Hmm. Can you relate to this, Liv? I've never broken up with anyone before. Um, but but I, have you wanted to and stayed with it, hoping that it I've would get better? I've been in a position where I think I felt like something wasn't right, but I stayed with it because I kept hoping things would change or mm-hmm. was too afraid of what life would be like without this person. Mm-hmm. My most serious relationship. We were together for probably a year longer than we should have been. Yeah. 
That's what I say to um, the guy I was with the longest. I'm like yeah. a year and a half. We should have broken up. It was a, it was a long time of mutual um, it, resentment towards each other that ended up building up to the point mm-hmm. where he actually broke up with me. And in hindsight, it took both of us way too long. And I think mm-hmm. we were both really afraid of what life would be like without each other. Yeah. But I wish we had done it sooner. Mm-hmm. And now I take that into my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if, if you're, I always say like my, my gut is really smart. And, and you got to listen to it. And you got to listen to mm-hmm. it. And if something's not right, like you got to honor that. So I want to take a quick break to address just like one way that I've been practicing taking care of myself post breakup. Um, and that's actually through using Care Of, which is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packets right to your door. It was super easy to use. There's actually just like an online quiz that asks you about your diet, your health goals, lifestyle choices. It literally only took me about five minutes to actually find out what vitamins and supplements I specifically need. So it's very like catered to you. Um, And then they're just delivered straight to your door. Uh, They're in these like little packets that are like easy to remember, little daily doses of what vitamins you need and makes it super easy to just like take on the go with you as well. And they're also vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to actually help match your dietary needs. My whole experience using Care Of has been super great, helping just to take care of myself. The individual little packets are so convenient and it helps me make sure that I'm getting all the nutrients I need, especially with my diet and lifestyle. And I want to offer this to any of you who might be struggling to actually take care of yourself right now, that using Care Of could actually really help make you feel a little bit more nourished and get some of those extra vitamins in you that you might actually be lacking. So for 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter Taylor. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter Taylor. That's for 25% off for your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit takecareof.com and enter code Taylor. But so back to what we were talking about. So Olivia, in that last, like that year yeah. that you that you said you should have, you could have broken up a year earlier and you didn't, yeah. you drug it out. In that year, was it kind of like tumultuous? Was it like a lot? It or? was just rocky. I mean, every single thing he did annoyed me and vice yeah. versa. And, and it, we would have great moments and then they, we, we would keep bickering mm-hmm. about the dumbest stuff. I, I've noticed that too. When yeah. I feel like I should have, we should have already broken up, but we're still together. There's a long period of just bickering. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel like you're like my sibling right now. Like I, all we're I always doing say is he bickering. ended up feeling like my brother yeah. because it was just, he, he literally could wear a pair of pants that I mm-hmm. didn't like. And, and, it, just and it like me, ruins you. you. Yeah. Oh my god. And it, and he same with him. Like he would say the same thing. I think we mm-hmm. it, and it was all stemmed from the fact that we just were not supposed to be together. Yeah. So but, what about another situation mm-hmm. where in that whatever length of time is that someone could look back and say maybe we should have broken up? What if it isn't filled with that kind of uh, annoyances or passive aggressiveness or kind of rockiness, but it's just like. The, the thing it, is, it's just really complacent. Yeah, I feel and like it, it could be like very empty. Very empty, mm-hmm. but it's like, mm-hmm. and you're not like scared. Like maybe, maybe you're scared to leave on some level, but there's nothing bad going on. Well, it's no one cheated on anyone else. No yeah. one's fighting, but you're not having yeah. sex, or at least if you are, it's not great. And, and I think that's where like a lot of people. I think that that's kind of the the first stage before things start to get really bad, and then maybe the bickering happens, and then maybe a cheating happens because you've. You've kind of. I feel like you can only stay in that part for so long. Yeah. That complacent, like emptiness stage. Before you just get curious about someone else, or well, it's interesting. I was having a talk um, the other day with one of our mutual friends. He's a friend of ours, and um, he was talking about a past relationship of his. And um, I, he, I saw, he was like, "Yeah, it was really hard for me to leave her." And mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, so what? What was the problem?" And he said. Everything was right, but something wasn't right. Yeah. And so I said, so you really couldn't really put something. It wasn't like you fought or anything. Yeah. He's like, no, it just it it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And then that was the, another interesting thing was how you have a relationship that seems great, and what if it's just 
it's like this it's just not right but thing. nothing and i think i know for a lot of my relationship it, relationships it has felt like something needed to happen mm-hmm. and that's that, that's a really hard place because like you said it's kind of out of fear of not knowing what life would be like without each other. There's this comfortability, it's familiar, so you just kind of want to stay with it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it's so hard to have that courage to like listen to your gut and actually act on it. Well, also, I think it's because you're breaking with a social norm. Like, it's not even just the emotional side because mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago when divorce was illegal. Yeah, true. And then there was a whole lot of time when divorce was legal, but there had to be a reason. You had to to the yeah. court. Mm-hmm. You had to the court say oh, there was infidelity or that like there was this very short list and you had to tell them why yeah. you were getting a divorce. It couldn't just be because we're incompatible. And I think mm-hmm. some of that thinking is so ingrained in the culture that we have to fight against that mentally. Even even when I went through my divorce, when no nothing had to be cited, you could just cite irreconcilable differences. Right. When mm-hmm. that would that was a thing. Yeah. Um, everyone would ask me, "Well, what happened?" Mm-hmm. And I even had some people sit me down and say, "You aren't allowed to do this morally mm. unless you have a, basically unless one of you cheats." See, and that's too where like maybe you're too scared to actually initiate the breakup because of fear of looking like a failure to everyone else. Right. Because it, it can be hard for people to understand. Nothing specifically happened. It just wasn't right. We were no longer right. happy. And it, I, it honestly, the questions got to a place where I almost wanted to say like, and I think I even did tell one of them. It was like, well, I mean, if that's what I have to do, then I mean, I'll go, I'll cheat. But like, I don't want that <laughs> on my... i do it. Like, if that's going to satisfy your reasons. And, but I was like, can You're I You're like, all right, you want to cheat with me? Can I get... Yeah. To, yeah. Let's, Let's make out right now and then we'll take a video of it and then everyone... Yeah. Just, and then like, does that validate my breakup <laughs> for you? My breakup. Um, but, but I think for me to get to a place where I was willing to say like, you know, I would self-sabotage this and feel better about self-sabotaging mm-hmm. than the fact yeah. than living in this dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It, it was to me this incredible red flag that just made me go like, yeah. no, I can walk away now. Mm-hmm. I can walk away now. Did you ever try to self-sabotage? I know like what I would do, I would I would know that I wanted to break up, but I didn't want to be the one to break up. Mm-hmm. So I would then manipulate the other person to make them feel like it was their decision that we were breaking up, but then they'd be confused because I wasn't super emotional about it. But I was like, <laughs> wow. I've already processed this and I'm I'm cool with it, but I'm making you think it's your decision because I felt too bad hurting your feelings, breaking up with you. No, I've always just gotten dumped and never knew it was coming. <laughs> we, Never knew like it was going. We had a moment of silence for just the tragedy of that, I think. <laughs> I'm like nine for ten, I think. Really? Yeah. Like hmm. you've never felt like unhappy in a relationship and, and wanted to I've, listen to your I've gut. only had one guy like want to be my boyfriend. And that boyfriend was the guy I dated for a few years and we should have broken up long before we mm-hmm. did. But I, I admit wholeheartedly I would have never left him. Yeah? No. How come? Because he was, he was my best friend. Yeah. Kit's Sorry. signaling, signaling for something big else. He was my best friend and he had a great Maybe, penis. You know? No, he was my best friend and mm-hmm. he was the person I told everything to and I hated that we couldn't, couldn't get on... Mm-hmm. The same page because we had great moments, and I, yeah, but I would have never left him because he was my literal like soul. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's also a, a very difficult part of the breakup because you're not just mourning this loss of the romantic relationship, mm-hmm. but also that this person was your go to, oh. your right hand. This my, was your best friend. It wasn't friend. even mourning the romance, it was mostly just like every mm-hmm. thought. I just wanted to message him and be like, so this dumb thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it, the person that you put... The, to me, the weirdest part of breakups is the person that you tell everything to and the person yeah. who becomes everything all of a sudden becomes a stranger. And that's the part I hate and that's where I try to hold on longer because I try to say, we're going to do this yeah. together. We're going to get through really it together. <laughs> Olivia's really like, do. oh, I know. <laughs> but... And it's I think, not to say it can't happen. It's yeah, just and with some every, people it can, yeah. and I've, I have had those breakups. Mm-hmm. But I think too, it's it's very telling when you go through a breakup and you 
you don't have that desire. And it doesn't feel like there's a loss of like, oh, this Mm. happened today and I want to text them and tell them. And it's just like, it's happening. And and you don't even think about, well, sometimes you just can't force an amicable breakup to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like not every breakup is going to work that way. And I've had people where I can reach out a week later and be like, Mm -hmm. what up? But then there's some where it's it's just some one or other party isn't capable Mm -hmm. at that point of. I think I think this part that part of the breakup though is uh, it reveals how important it is to have a deeper like friend group mm-hmm. and support structure 100%. so that you can you know have when you want to send them a meme or you want to mm-hmm. have Absolutely. have that thought that you have someone yeah. to to do it with as mm-hmm. well. So many people I know scratch that got itch, you boyfriend know. disease, you know, as girls call it, and um, <laughs> it was boyfriend, 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 mm-hmm. and things go wrong. And it's not that we don't care, but it's that, you know, we kind of feel like, well, you basically dumped us to be with this guy 24-7. So now, you know, so there's so many levels. And then when they break up, which Mm -hmm. we all knew would happen, then we kind of want to be stubborn and be like, well, Uh we were right. (laughs) Take a minute to invite them back into Taco Tuesday or something. Taco Tuesdays. (laughs) Yeah. Thai Tuesdays. I'm sorry, I'm ordering Thai as we speak. So perfect. Keep going. Thai Thai Monday. Um, I... I think you were just saying, like, you know, it, it can't always be amicable. I hate it, that word. Amicable. It's a hard one. Difficult. Yeah. Um, but I did get a message from someone where, like, they were completely blindsided by the breakup and didn't know it was coming. And so they felt very caught off guard. And that was really, really hard for her to process. And I, I don't think I've ever experienced a breakup that I didn't already know was coming. I kind of agree with that. I I say that I didn't know it was coming, but in hindsight, I definitely knew it was coming. Yeah. Like, I think some people in the moment are like, wait, what? Mm Mm-hmm. What just happened? Like the time and the place of it, right? the the actuality of it hits you and that felt like a blind side, but deep Mm -hmm. down... I just think the gut is like the smartest... Mm -hmm. It's not an organ, but it's smart as heck and... I don't even feel like the gut is actually our like physical is gut. It a, is it a physical? Like being? it's not our actual well, like the actual stomach. gut is an organ, and it is it's it an a organ? Very, oh, it's well, powerful. Too. My organ is, and I think everyone's gut is a very strong organ. And even if it's not like red flag, red flag, red flag, like it knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can only kind of avoid it. And then once once the kind of newness of the breakup wears off, I don't think. I would love to hear from someone who thought, wow, I still just never yeah. thought that was coming. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that would be incredibly difficult to process. And mm-hmm. I would probably definitely really want to hold on to that because you had no clue it was coming. Yeah. I mean, to kind of bring in Bachelor here, not that I really consider it a breakup. And I don't know if you do, Olive. A live, a Olivia, live. I was live. gonna go with yeah. live, and then live. Sure, works for me. Have you ever um, gone by Ollie? Now, now. <laughs> okay, Ollie. It Ollie, is. Now I have. <laughs> Hell, but for you, I'll take it. Oh, I had a dog named Oliver, and he he was called Ollie. So. He was amazing. Call me I lost him. And in I the will divorce. love every mm-hmm. bit of it. Uh, you were saying? I was saying um, that. The only breakup, quote unquote, that I would consider like caught off guard would be on The Bachelor. And I don't know no. if you consider like if you knew that was going to happen for you. And and again, like I don't look at it as a real breakup because I don't actually I didn't even actually have a relationship with him. But like I didn't think that I was going to be rejected in that way. I didn't think that I was going to be rejected by Ben the day that I was. Mm-hmm. But like looking back at it. Like we never had, I would have been sent home. Yes, but you didn't see it coming at that point. No, but it was more because I was comparing not mm-hmm. like to, to Emily, the twin, mm-hmm. not not in like a, ooh, I'm prettier, but just I was like, well, fundamentally, I have mm-hmm. spent more time with him than she has. So I think I will stay. Mm-hmm. And then when I didn't, I was like, ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but you still deep down knew that like oh, your compatibility was I knew one that wasn't. he wasn't the one for me. Yeah. And I, upon thinking about all these moments together, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely <laughs> was not going to be the final yeah. person there. So yeah. Is that how you felt that you like, you knew you weren't going to get all the way, but you didn't know exactly when it would happen? I definitely thought I was going to 
like be there longer because yeah. he had said really good, nice things about me. Mm. Um, and I felt like we were starting to develop a little bit of a connection. And I was like starting to get excited about it. Yeah. Um, but I also felt like it was very obvious that he had a very strong connection with Vanessa and Vanessa and I are very much alike. And so to me that I had a feeling, I was like, okay, I have a, it was obvious that it was going to be her, but also the fact that we are so much alike, I would think I would be around a little bit longer, not like top two, not like that. But I was like, definitely wouldn't be going on a home on a two on one. So I didn't think I would have made it much farther, but I definitely didn't see it coming when it did. I even, I stopped like with my producer after they left and I was like, is this a joke? Right. I was, I was just like in shock. I was like, wait, did that really just happen? Yeah. But I mean, that's, that maybe like what our brain does in all these situations, because we're Mm -hmm. always trying to plan in some way for the future. And so we've got this uh, Mm -hmm. building out scenarios yeah. All of us do this in some way Constantly. when we're with someone. Constantly. And then when that's, and part of that includes getting through that stuff mm-hmm. at least or, uh, you know, so you, you're not going to, I think, ever go straight into the date with like, this is it, I'm done. Yeah. Like you, your brain is on purpose trying to say like, mm-hmm. I should be here for whatever. Have you been blindsided by a breakup? So in any actual like longer term relationship I've had, I've always been the one to break up. Hmm. With them, mm-hmm. um, any kind of blindsides would have been from people that you were like dating. Yeah, like I went on, I, I went on a few dates with them, and maybe I thought it was going really well, mm-hmm. and then they just disappear or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. the disappearing is could do an entire episode mm-hmm. on the disappearing act. We could and ghosting. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a classic. Well, that's why for when, me it's hard to even say that I've had like X amount of breakup because the majority of my um, experiences in the last five years have been just like the fade out, the breadcrumb, mm-hmm. the ghost. There's so many different forms of the, the breakup. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about dating post a big breakup. Oof. Yeah. Oof. What was, okay. There, I remember hearing at some point a rule that there was a certain amount of time that you should spend post breakup before you're ready for another relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you and remember what like, period of time? I think it was half the amount of time I, of oh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So like in a, you know, yeah, year long relationship, six months is a yeah. good like mm-hmm. rule of thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's always like the big thing for me to process are like the anniversaries of things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in ju- or just last week, two days ago, um, was when Derek and I left paradise and he had came to Seattle. That Mm. was like the anniversary of like this time last year I was showing Derek Seattle. Right. Mm -hmm. And even just going through all of those like little anniversaries of things that happened, like usually for like a whole year, I'm like, oh, this, like this was when this was happening. And I just like take a second to like sit with that and reflect on like, whoa, that's where I was. And now I'm here. So is it different when you're doing that, you're getting triggered with those memories, but then you're with someone new? I think it could be, yes. I think it could be tricky. I think allowing the space to process those is very important. Um, And I know like even with several clients that I worked with, anniversaries of things was a big thing. So I could see where, you know, at least half the time that you were in the relationship is a good time to like spend solo Mm -hmm. before getting into something new because it gives you a chance to like process those things. But I think, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been single for a whole year. Sorry. Hmm? So, (laughs) no, so I think my only... Must be nice. (laughs) Must be nice. I think the... From around the period of the time of the show to Paradise was actually that was a little yeah. over a year. Yeah, that was. That, I think that was my longest period of like I'm gonna do me, but work. <laughs> mm-hmm. work. But I, I think I think that it can be processed while you are in a relationship with someone else. But I think you definitely have to allow extra space for yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because I, I think, you know, like we talked about in the episode with Vanessa, a lot about like rediscovering yourself post-breakup. And I think allowing the space for that allows you to kind of do that. Like you said, with that, with the girl, you know, who like is boyfriend disease and boyfriend after mm. boyfriend after boyfriend, and then she doesn't mm. have friends and then she can't be by herself anymore because she doesn't have any support. Right. So yeah. like taking that time to rediscover yourself and get back in touch with who you are in your life and like how the relationship has impacted you mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. I think it also depends though on, because some people, they, they have a strong sense of identity and then they get into a relationship and they lose themselves yeah, into that relationship. The mm-hmm. And then when they cut out, they've got to like read, there's a certain amount of rediscovering. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. there's other people who uh, get into a relationship and then maybe they get into a relationship like in my instance when I was uh, young, I was 20. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't really dated before mm-hmm. this. And then by the time I got six years into this thing, mm-hmm. I'm a very, very different person. Yeah. And so there wasn't a, a period of rediscovery. It was just a really long period of just actual discovery, discovery mm-hmm. of yeah. like who I was. Yeah. And some of that was uh, of creation too, of like, wait, who am I? I never, mm-hmm. I never had to define this because I was just, you know, in a relationship from, you know, so all those things, yeah, it was, it was quite a process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the process. Yeah. Yeah. Someone did message me and she um she was saying that she just broke off her engagement after 4 years. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's going to be a lot of a lot of time to like process all of that. Especially cuz I was talking about how we project mm-hmm. I mean, when you're engaged, you're doing it at a whole another level too. Like yeah. that would just be, yeah. be really Oof. really hard. Woof. Yeah. Girl, spend some time on your Woof. own. Yeah. It's like a sad, sad dog. Just woof. <laughs> just want Thai food. Um, so <laughs> they canceled my order and I'm pissed. What? Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. Basilic's got to get it together. They're um, closed today. Uh, <laughs> that's why. It that doesn't sound like their I hate problem Mondays. then. No, then my backup just canceled my order. Sorry. Oh my God. Um, breakups. Yeah. So live. <laughs> How has your like rediscovery process been yeah. when you end? So yeah, I went through a breakup. What? A couple months ago. A few months ago, yeah. It was a weird breakup though because it was like a love that never... Not a love. That's weird. You uh, had a love there. There was like a falling. There, it was a, there was a potential love that never really got to know Didn't what fully bloom. the fruition could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... It was definitely the closest I felt in a long time to like a potential relationship, something that could actually yeah. be something, you know, fairly monumental in my life. And so it's weird to mourn something that never really existed mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but it, it, the, but the it picture existed. of it was real for you. It was you. real. And no, I for me, like through that um, and then moving here, like I realized one that... I do have a lot to discover about me and that I should date and I should get out mm-hmm. there and I should get broken up with a couple more times just because that's good and healthy. And, and maybe you, you got some breaking up to know, do with other people. Yeah, maybe I got to dump some you, people too. But yeah. like fundamentally, I feel like because I'm not ready within myself, mm-hmm. anything serious would end in a breakup right now anyway. Which yeah. like I have to say, though, there, I think you talked about it on your podcast episode mm-hmm. I was on with you. But then also just in our conversations, like mm-hmm. with the three of us, I've heard you say that where you're like, you know, you don't really know if it's a good idea for you to start dating right now because you know you're not ready for something. And so you kind of want to focus on yourself, but also understanding that in dating other people, you can learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot. That's my favorite way to like reflect and learn about myself. But I felt like that was so, like that showed a lot of strength within you. And that showed a lot of like courage to say like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship, Mm -mm. but... I, I, I'm open to meeting new people and being yeah. honest about where I'm at in my life. Yeah. I mean, I just think that any relationship will end in a breakup until you are whole and mm-hmm. the other person is whole mm-hmm. and together you can just be a whole thing of awesome pie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and hi- himself too, um, like he's not whole either. So either way it would have ended in how the the way it did but for me like i'm trying to get to a place where 
I don't think of breakups as this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And as like... Well, it's the rejection. The rejection sucks, yes, but like that's more on me than it is about like the breakup itself. Like I have to stop thinking, woe is me. Why does this not mm-hmm. person not want to be with me? Mm-hmm. And instead look at a breakup as like I'm great and this person obviously was not the whole to my whole. And so here's my opportunity to keep learning and growing and then also like being able to be freed of something mm-hmm. that's not right so that I can figure out what is. Yeah, and that maybe so. the breakup is more about them than it is about yeah. you, about mm-hmm. them not being whole yeah. and realizing that. Um, I, I think it's important too to to process where perhaps dating is filling certain holes for you. Totally. Um, You know, I think it's very common that people experience a breakup and then they see their partner or they find themselves Mm -hmm. like immediately in something with someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And really reflecting on like, what purpose is this serving for me? Yeah. And being aware of that. Um, And then trying to find ways where you are working on yourself to where you are full. Mm -hmm. Um, That was something that, uh, I talked about on Paradise was like wanting someone to like not be my missing puzzle piece, but like I'm, I'm my own whole puzzle mm-hmm. and I would like someone else to be their own puzzle yep. and like our colors like complement each other. Like our puzzles look nice that scene. It was beautiful. next to each other. It was a beautiful scene. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you made this slip up on purpose, but you said in, you said that you wanted to be full mm-hmm. or and were you mixing that up with whole? Full because, and whole. Because it made me feel actually like full might be even, an even better way to say it. Because like when we when we talk about being whole, mm-hmm. like sometimes that that may even imply that there's we like we got everything figured out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I but I think there's this other way where it's like maybe we just want to be full, full of. Full, full of life, life. full yeah. of who we are, yeah. so that we're I, bubbling over. And right. even even if we're like, no, we're flawed and we're plugging holes sometimes yeah, no, to keep everything going. I think there's not, a difference. Just overflowing. Mm-hmm. I think full implies that there's still room to fill, whereas with whole, that it, to yeah. me seems very like, okay, this is as good as it gets, and that's mm-hmm. like I well, don't think that ever happens. And when you're like, if if you're filling up a glass and the glass mm-hmm. is full, but you keep filling. Then it Go, it bubbles. goes all over the place, and if you're filling it with really good stuff, and you're living like your your best self, like mm-hmm. you feel like you're expressing the, a, a fullness of of who you are, then that's what you want to bubble onto over other totally. people. Not saying like mm-hmm. I've got some lack here, come and yeah, I need like you if to your glass is starting up. to overflow and you got all this stuff, it's great. But then you're like, oh, I gotta get another glass so I can just keep having more keep glasses and filling and filling. Yeah. Fill yeah, no, I think that the full. Is it, what I was using synonymously with whole, yeah. but I think that 100%, like you saying that you're full or whole, whatever words you want to say, right. like it doesn't necessarily mean that you have reached a point where you're absolutely perfect in your life. Mm-hmm. Like you can have this understanding that there are things that you want to work on, you know, you're aware of the things that you bring to a relationship, but. I think the most important thing is finding someone who's engaged and willing and wanting and passionate about doing that same work Mm -hmm. themselves and also is able to support you in that. Right. And I know for me, that's something I've like lacked in some of my partners in the past that they haven't felt that. Mm -hmm. And then they also weren't able to offer that support for me. Um, Okay. I have a question then. On the topic of breakups, mm-hmm. how long does a mm, interaction or romantic association need to go on before it's a considered a relationship and b oh worthy of the separation being called a breakup? Ooh. How many dates do you have to go on? Like, does it have to be? Do you have to be I official, say... quote unquote, official before you can be quote unquote unofficial? Liv, what do you say? I say like four dates and you don't need to be official. I'm, I'm going to take the extreme opinion that I think in order for something to be called a breakup, that there had to be something officially going on. This is, this is for me, mm-hmm. that I only consider me having a few breakups mm-hmm. because I've only, you know... Uh, Officially. I've only had that many official girlfriends or or wives, mm-hmm. but if I've just even I've even dated people for months, yeah, really, and 
and, and we're official. We, yeah, and, and then when we when we call it off, it's just like, oh, that's a person I dated. We didn't break up, but we kind of broke up. But I don't really consider it a breakup. Does that See, make I sense? Think, yeah, it makes sense to me. I think it totally depends on the person, and I think that that's yeah. where like the communication piece is really important because like three dates, four dates might be for one person, months might be for another person. Yeah. I think unless there has been a specific conversation around exclusivity and not having multiple other partners and being monogamous with each other, mm-hmm. that that is when it kind of is considered a breakup. Yeah. Um, once once you've had that, at least that's how once I've conceptualized. Yeah, that's how I mean, I've yeah, conceptualized I just think it. like I've gone on one or two dates with someone who either just disappeared or, 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 whatever, or whatever. And I don't consider that a breakup. But like four or five dates, like that's someone taking time out of their life to see you considerably. And Kit, I think you have a good way of making it pretty clear to people that like, oh, I I don't know if I'm necessarily completely ready right now for a relationship. So let's just like have a good time, like enjoy, you know, each other's company. And so in that case, I feel like there never really has to be like a breakup necessarily. Because on purpose, I I want space to be there to decide whether you want to get to yeah. that, go and that you, far. I think you do a good job of that. I don't I think I go into everything with more of like a either we head towards a relationship or I'm not even gonna bother because it's just yeah. too much time and I don't want to deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's in that aspect for me, like if I've gone on four or five dates with a human being yeah. and you're not feeling it, like let's just yeah. You're definitely yeah. like you know? a lot more like it's black or it's white. It's very black Whereas, and like, white Kit and I are very much like yeah. this whole I just, like, I'm, ocean I'm of gray. I'm too busy. I got too many things going on in my brain. If you don't want to be my boyfriend, like, just leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't. Those like, were really sad. Uh, those were bad. Wait, hold on. <laughs> no, that was really bad. No. I can't do the R. That, that was, was pretty okay. good. Better. I can't okay. do the R. Oh, okay. oh, good. Only yeah. had your hoops on, and that would really yeah. make that all come Sorry together. if we're hurting your ears, yeah. listeners. No, that's that's just how I am. And I feel like people, like, mm-hmm. I don't mind going into something where it's been communicated pretty directly right away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's what I wish had happened in my, my last breakup mm-hmm. was, I think from the get-go, he was not wanting to pursue... Um, like a serious relationship but made it look like he was. Yeah. And so like I was in that mode of thinking, okay, well, we'll just both head on that track. So when in in the breakup when he, he was like, oh, well, you know, I was never really ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's where the black and white Olivia becomes like, then why the hell have we been doing this for yeah. as long as, you know? So the, right. the, for different people, breakups mean different things and mm-hmm. and that's where like as i said kit i feel does a good job of communicating from the get go like mm-hmm. let's have a good time and if we like each other then we'll commit and if not then we won't well and one of the ways i do that is i think for better or for worse i found myself pretty good at weeding out the people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i can feel want that really really quickly yeah yeah uh and aren't going to go with their own hearts what I would consider too far too fast. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want that. I don't want that responsibility Agreed. of of feeling like I could break their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and and s- also, I think that feels a little like disingenuous because it's not like they are wanting to be your girlfriend because they've gotten to know you and they really like you. Right. But it's just exactly. okay. Are you ready to be my boyfriend yet? Because I want a boyfriend. Let's right. be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I do wish people in general, I think a lot of ways to avoid conversations like this or breakups mm-hmm. or anything, for all the girls who say, well, you, should not, you should be the cool chick, which Taylor and I talked about, like I'm in the firm belief at this point in my life that there is nothing wrong with being upfront about what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what saying, you're working on. Like, what, are, what are we doing here? What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. For all the, all the miscommunications and the weird breakups where I felt like, oh, that, that was unexpected. Could have really just been helped if from the get-go people yeah. were just more transparent yeah. about where they're at and, and what and they want. You guys met Leah who was in town mm-hmm. and she was on last week's episode and t- briefly touched on her breakup situation. But one of the things that she reflected on from that relationship was like not speaking her truth. 
Mm-hmm. And looking back and being like, there were all these things I wanted to say and I didn't because I was scared I was going to hurt the other person. But like all that did was actually hurt me because then I walked away from the relationship with all these things that I wasn't able to say. And I think you're 100% right, Liv, that like we need to actually speak up about these things. And I think when you're with someone or when you find someone who will listen to that and respect it, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Because I've mm-hmm. been in relationships where I have spoken up and it has not been respected. And that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you still got to do it and then just... Yeah, you, I think you still need to, to speak it and, and stick by it and, and assert your boundaries. Um, but I... One thing before we like semi wrap up, um, I do want to get into because I know people have asked this question and I'm sure you've answered it before already. But people are always like very curious about what dating looks like post show. Mm. <laughs> Kit, <laughs> Kit, what do you have to say? Which show was I on? Jeez, I've been on so many. Sorry, which Kit. which show? Which show do you want me to talk about? All your shows. I've encountered two experiences post show, and one is the thought that. I should date someone from the show because it would be easier. Mm-hmm. And False. in that respect, no. <laughs> because I've dated two people from the show. And I use the word dated lightly because mm-hmm. what we've talked about. it was like, a light dating. It was a light dating, weird, whatever. Um, it's not easier because all you end up talking about is the show. And there's all yeah. these like weird, it's just weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So then um, what's the experience see, and that going was, outside the show? So outside the show... Um, there is that irrational fear and it has come true a few times where someone, um, you know, either watched you Mm -hmm. or knew about you or, you know, just, I always say on a first date, like, I hope you didn't Google me. Yeah. (laughs) Cause most people do. I'm going on a date with someone. I Google them. Mm -hmm. You've at least looked up their Instagram and it's a lovely Mm -hmm. job and it's, there's no like arrest (laughs) records. Great. But for me, you Google me and it's a damn nightmare. Villain, bitch, Mm -hmm. horrible person. Yeah. So it's been weird post-show and Mm -hmm. I've, I've learned and I've, you know, I speak my truth now and I go into any potential relationship with this firm belief that like, I want someone, one, who has literally zero social media presence whatsoever. <laughs> and two, just a normal knows dude. I was on the show, knows about it, doesn't care, doesn't watch, doesn't know. Yeah. Super ideal. Yeah. I and think, that's just what I've learned post-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. The dating on the show, I mean, the first few days in paradise, um, that was definitely the case. It was like all people wanted to talk about was the show. And that mm-hmm. was one of the reasons why Derek and I kind of clicked because it was like, oh, it's like a real conversation. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm just talking to someone who was on the show. Mm-hmm. This is really nice. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that makes it difficult about dating other people from the show too is that oftentimes you get wrapped up into a bubble of the show. Mm-hmm. And then your whole life, especially being in the relationship, like – is about the show or is surrounding the show. Literally my nightmare. And, and that's, that can be a lot because, I mean, it, it changes your life in a lot of ways and you have a lot of things to process um, about who you are. But I think your second concern, totally. Like, I remember being in paradise and I was like, Derek, no, like you're not going to want to date me once you see like what people have to say about me. Mm. Like once you like Google Mm. me, you know, like people are going to be mean to you like, and you're not going to have anything to do with me. And like, that's really hard. Like that's really fucking hurtful and like hard to wrap your head around. But now it's a very different thing because now if someone Googles me, it's like this proposal and, and all this stuff. And, and like it kind of explaining your life to someone post show is a weird, scary yeah. thing to do. I mean, I'm only in like the beginning stages of doing that, yeah. but it's it's like really uncomfortable. There's yeah. a lot of fears around it. And I think it can be like that even for someone who wasn't on a TV show of getting back into dating post-breakup and feeling like, you know, oh, I had this really serious relationship and it's over now. And, mm. you know, I, I'm going to be sharing that with someone new. And I think... I, I think just, that, that that can I be a totally normal thing. I still have this firm belief, and I totally understand that fear, and I feel mm-hmm. it slash have felt it. But I do, be, I understand that the right person for you will get it. Will know your past, and yeah. and mm-hmm. you talk about it. And like I even i I went on a date with this guy last week who knew mm-hmm. who I was. Well, can we just and, share how he knew? 
Oh, well, his friend, his friend. Because <laughs> I think it's a good story. Well, his friend, his friend, his guy friend's wife DM'd mm-hmm. me and was like, here's photos of this out guy. Out of the blue? Out of the yes, blue. Yes, out of the blue. I listened to your podcast and I think you guys would be a great match. And he, I've shown him your photo. He didn't know who you were. He didn't yeah. find you on Instagram. He just saw a picture and I told mm-hmm. him a little bit about you. And she told him... From the pod, I mean, not necessarily from The Bachelor. She said she's super open about mental health. She's a Mm -hmm. female empowerment, like, connoisseur. Just kidding. But he brought it up, and at first I was kind of alarmed because I was like, Yeah, you're like, oh, here we go. We're going to talk about the show. Like, he said, so tell me about your mental health. And tell me about like that experience. And and I brought Mm -hmm. it, I talked about it, and it wasn't like... Mm -hmm judgmental it was and i'm not saying he's my husband i'm not saying we're gonna date for 10 years but like you're saying there are dating experiences where you won't feel judged and every time Mm -hmm. that happens it'll make you feel more at ease with being vulnerable about all the things on the show what comes from the show and like everyone has a history and yeah like it is weird to explain i was once engaged that is a little weird but like We've all heard stuff on mm-hmm. dates where we've been like, oh, yeah, interesting. I mean, I dated someone for a minute who had a son. Mm-hmm. And when I found out, I was like, oh. ah, probably the same way someone would, you know, react to your past. And yeah. I just believe that the right people, right person, because I don't know if there's ever like one right person for you, but mm-hmm. um, we'll just get it and you yeah. can talk about it and not feel like ashamed of it. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just this like uncomfortable step of vulnerability to get over. And I know at least reflecting on my own personal experiences, you know, that that first, that first bit into it is like very uncomfortable and very very scary. It's like a high level of vulnerability. So many great stories. This is the fun part. I mean, no, I, I <laughs> enjoy the experiences. And I think this, like, I think that dating post a breakup can be a huge part of the rediscovery process for yeah. yourself. And I think, like, it, you can definitely look at it as, like, this really scary thing that, like, you don't know if you should do, blah, blah, blah. But you can also look at it as, like, this exciting thing. Yeah. Like, um, Leah and I were listening to Liz Fair, uh, Why Can't I? And one of the lyrics um, in the song, what? do you guys remember that? Uh, can you give us a little... So. You should sing a little bit a of A little it. tune? Um, oh. This song. Why can't I breathe whenever I think about you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a banger. But she says, um, isn't this the best part of breaking up? Someone else you can't get enough of. Mm, so true. The best way to get Sometimes over it's an itch to get into else. the yeah. sack with another person. Sometimes, you know, it's an itch you're going to scratch, going to take a while for this oh. sack to hatch. Something, something, something. Yeah. But the rhythmic. But, yeah, you know. Love. Um, but no, I think that there can be really exciting things ahead of you if, if you can be open to the vulnerability of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but again, I think pre that it's important to allow that space for yourself yourself but also like figure yourself out and take the opportunity for every breakup to lead you closer to the right thing and know that to you and to lead closer to being in touch with yourself so that when you're whole you'll know that when it's the right thing and Mm -hmm. there won't be any more breakups it'll just be I mean, there could still be. There could still be, but hopefully, like we're trying to be optimistic here. <laughs> or, well, but, or but you're, you're like also, me, and uh, you just stay alone forever, and you're happy with that. Olivia, False. you're also Stop. assuming that all breakups are bad because yeah, that, no, I'm, often I'm with the right person, uh, no breakups isn't maybe the goal, but it's like if there is a breakup, that it's positive and then positive. Yeah, and, yeah, and it might be what it, what's and needed to mm-hmm. understand. If, like fundament, you can look back on things and learn and grow and say, "This is why this didn't go right," and you can validate it in your mind, or you can rationalize it yeah. and take it as a positive to to move through your next experiences, and not to look at it as like, a, "Oh, woe is me." This person didn't want to be with me. But, like it, it felt know? to me like people kind of made fun of um, 
Chris Martin and was Gwyneth Paltrow about because they oh, the conscious they uncoupling. Came out with the conscious no, uncoupling. I think that was beautiful. That's totally what but I've it, done in the it past. It felt like people were kind of like a oh, conscious uncoupling, mm-hmm. and they and like I made think fun of it. More people now are like, well, okay. maybe that is better. Maybe maybe we're getting past that place where there has to be a fault yeah. for the breakup, and we've got to have point, and we've got to have a place where it breaks down in order for us. But maybe we're also getting. To, that's leading to where we can say it's better for our hearts, it's better for mm-hmm. our kids, it's better yeah. for our time and our I sanity. I really just talked about that in yeah. the car yesterday. Conscious uncoupling? Yes. Someone, we were listening to Coldplay and we were like, so that conscious uncoupling. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like, it's legendary. I almost considered having this episode be focused around conscious uncoupling, but Vanessa and I talked about it a good amount in our episode. Hmm. Um, we touched on it a little bit in this one too, but I think it's, I've it's wonderful. I've never consciously uncoupled, but that's my goal. Yeah, no, I, I, I would so like for you to... Ex- someone that you both just know. I would yeah, love for you to experience that. And, and yeah. both of you might not even know, but you get to the point of acceptance of saying, yeah, this is what is needed right now. And even if I didn't know it was coming or even if I would love for it to be different, even if I would wish things could have worked Mm -hmm. out, I still know that I have so much love for you. I have so much like appreciation for the love that we did share, the romantic love and the friendship love that we shared. And I respect you like to the utmost amount and like Taylor wish nothing but the best. The unconscious coupling. I, I she strives for it. <laughs> I well, do because I think we have so much love to give. And I think like we either do things out of love or we do things out of fear. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes with breakups, I feel like it's out of fear because we're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to like, I know we talked about in the forgiveness episode where mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you want to lash back out and mm-hmm. all of that is out of fear. And sometimes and, you're afraid of hurting the other person. Mm-hmm. So you hold things. And sometimes you're down. afraid of the unknown, afraid of the rejection. But I think if we can act like out of love and be like, you know, this isn't what I wanted for us, but like, I still love you and I still would love to be in your life in some way. And I still think you're a wonderful person. Like, I think that can be a really slippery slope that we go down Mm -hmm. in breakups out of fear is where we start to picture this person as just being this terrible, terrible person. Mm -hmm. And like, they were so bad and and you just look at all the negative, but it's like, no, you were with that person for a reason. Amen, sister. Because you really loved them. No. And like, and that's a, that's okay. That's a that that was the most wonderfully put, eloquent. I mean, yes. I was still going, but I'm I'm no, done now. Oh, sorry. No, we, you were taking us to church. We I, were just I'm like, sorry, Hallelujah. I went to church uh, too early, but I was really. It's okay. The gospel, the conscious uncoupling uh, minister has yeah. taken the podium. It's good stuff. I hope you guys look into it a little bit more yeah. um, for those of you going through breakups and even for those of you not because it could come in handy one of these days. Um, you feel like you probably should mm-hmm. and you're a little scared. Yeah. Um, I want to definitely put out there for listeners to not forget and like to put yourself out there to your social support this week, at least to like make a conscious effort to do that, whether you're in a relationship or not, because I just think it's so important in terms of like filling our lives with good things and that support and that connectedness. Mm. Um, you know, if you're going through a breakup, if you just got out of one, if your last breakup was years ago, um, to like reach out to have that connection in your life. I think that's wise. And if you're in a relationship and you haven't seen your friends in a week, mm-hmm. make plans that don't involve your significant other. Yeah. And if that's you need to block someone, week, block it. someone. Yeah. If you're do overly you. curious, do it for you. Because the you. other person will probably be grateful for it anyway. Your friends will be grateful too because you're not talking about whether they watched <laughs> this or didn't watch that or what they posted or what they're, thanks, how they're Kit. reinventing themselves. Kit. I'm is just that, saying. Thanks, Kit. How they're reintroducing <laughs> themselves. Oh, hey. Themselves. Hey, guys. Peace and love. Shots. <laughs> peace and love. We're not going to go salt. Shots were not fired just now. I'm, no one even knows what we're referring to. I'm not saying it's that I've love. experienced this. I'm just saying do it for your friends. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I can't believe we just ended on such it's, salt. It's all love. <laughs> it's okay for it to be a little bit of salt, but regardless, it's still, it still is love. You know, It's understanding. It's letting things know. Yes. It's knowing that things are out of your control <laughs> yeah. and just allowing people the freedom to handle things however they're going to handle things. Amen. Amen. Take me awesome. to church. Thanks for coming over and chatting with us. Sorry about your Thai food. 
I'm yeah. still trying to You're still trying? <laughs> no one. There's... We're going to figure out this Thai situation. I'm going um, to have to walk to Ban Thai. What? The episode that I did with you is out, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was busy last week and I never promoted yeah, it. because you I didn't suck. send it to Taylor, me. Sorry. <laughs> Taylor was on my podcast uh, last week and it was yeah. good. So you should listen to it. We talked about... Um, some inappropriate Some, things, a lot actually. Of it was a, a much different version of me than what's People on this podcast. They really did. Yeah. And ironically, um, I got so many comments about the owl, owl, the, the staircase, mm-hmm. and about the uh, enneagram. Okay. Enneagram. 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 Yeah. Which will likely be in the next episode or three, a follow up episode from the episode with Brandy, the Cool Girl episode. We touched on Enneagrams a yes. little bit, but now I have some new discoveries. And well, I, I want also Kit to would share like his. to do one about me because I like myself. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. The other, no. Someone messaged me. Someone messaged me and said, like, you're a four. That sucks. <laughs> We'll and do, now I want to really get into the four. We'll yeah. do another like threesome pod yeah. about Enneagram. So yeah. we're six slash two, four, nine. She won't admit that she's just a six. I'm like, I'm a 6.2. Okay. Well, I'm a four and that sucks apparently. It doesn't suck. You're just, <laughs> I'm it's, just life it's is a, a little lot. harder. It's a lot. It's a little harder for me. It, it, it's okay. It's we'll, we'll talk about it next Let's time. Next time. Talk about it. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, please leave us reviews on iTunes, and you can shoot us emails at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at let's talk about it underscore podcast. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 